coming up on the Louis Diaz podcast. Sometimes we know that we need one thing, but we don't do that. And that's oh, <laughs> insane. <laughs> we have to be brave enough to choose the right thing. Even if you are not sure about, about what will, will came in general, no? Hello, and welcome to the Louis Diaz podcast. Every day, I come across some of the most incredibly fascinating and authentic people from all walks of life. And together, we're inviting you in to be our special guest as we take you through some of their amazing experiences, adventures, and journeys. So sit back, relax, and I hope you enjoy this episode of the Louis Diaz Podcast. Okay, hi everyone. I just want to welcome today's guest, Roberta Genuso, a classical guitarist from Sicily. It's a great pleasure to have you here. I've been watching you and uh, some of your incredible material and listening to your music for a, a couple of months now, and I'm a fan. So welcome, Roberta. Hello, and thank you for inviting me. It's a, it's a pleasure. Yeah, it's really great to have you here. I'll have you know that I woke up um, listening to, I think it was Serenade of the Sea from Stefano Vivaldini's Ten Reflective Studies, and I started yes. crying a little bit. Oh. Because <laughs> it's such a sweet That's piece. Really, yes, it is. It's everything thanks to the composer, of course, <laughs> because the piece itself is beautiful. So yeah. it's perfect for guitar because the guitar has a beautiful sound and a very sweet and yeah intimate sound so that's perfect for a guitar yeah yeah (laughs) i wanted to to ask you something straight away though Where, where are you based and what are you doing at the moment in this moment it's a particular moment of my life we are recording new music uh, me and Stefano and also other musicians. For example, today, actually, we, <laughs> we recorded two pieces written by Stefano. Here in our house, we built a very nice studio to record music. So it's everything in the house and we don't stop working <laughs> the, the whole day. So we are preparing new music for Spotify. And also I'm preparing new music for a big album, which is about a thing very important to me, which is the Mediterranean Sea, but it's not only the Mediterranean Sea, but the Mediterranean area. So it's about my place and my feelings and about the beauty of that place. Yes, it's not only about beauty because there is also the bad side of everything, but also the the thing that only people who live there can, can really see, can really understand. So thanks to the music, I can spread the values of the Mediterranean culture. Yeah, I love the whole idea of being able to spread culture through music because, you know, music is such an intrinsic part of human life, right? It's been around as long as we have. But the thing that I find particularly most interesting is the idea that you can go and observe a place and sit in the silence or in the chaos of it, um, which you've, you've referred to before, and be able to translate that into a written piece or compose a piece of music that encapsulates all of those senses, I suppose you would say. Yeah. Yeah, because when I was listening to Serenade of the Sea, I started to picture the ocean sort of calling me and then almost <laughs> like in a cartoon reaching a hand out to me and then, you know, like when the wave washes onto the shore and then it sort of comes yes. up to you and then recedes away and goes back, that's what I was imagining. And so I feel like it's really powerful that you can write a piece of music that makes someone's imagination go so wild. Yes, everything is thanks to the composer, I guess. <laughs> really, because 
no words, no no more words about mm. that beauty. That yeah, it's magic. In that's why I <laughs> I'm an artist and I'm a musician mm. because uh, I fell in love in music and guitar mm. when I was like nine years old. But I was playing the acoustic guitar. But then when I discovered the, the classical music, I was like, wow, but this is beautiful. And no one knows, not no one, but <laughs> almost, I mean, most of the people just know the guitar as the acoustic guitar or electric. So I say to myself, okay, Roberta, you have to, to spread this beautiful sound to, to the world as much as you can. So <laughs> I, I'm trying to do that right now <laughs> yeah and i think you're succeeding right i mean you've got there's a lot of people that are listening to you on youtube i guess and spotify and i see that you've got a lot of people on instagram that love your work i mean i was a student when i started to to spread my video on instagram and uh, yes because uh, i just wanted to, to play for someone somewhere so i say to myself okay roberto you can take your iphone and you can take a video <laughs> so let's do this and then i never stop yeah yeah it's it's fascinating that you fell in love with this art form at such a young age and that you've been working towards it ever since. And I found it really interesting that you referred to creating a scene with music. You referred to it kind of like a postcard. Do you think you're a visual, are you a visual person or how does it go for you? Uh, it's a mix of everything, actually, because yes, when I go to somewhere in a beautiful place, I mean, I feel it. I really like to stay there and to listen to the silence because the silence is very, very important to me. Like the silence of the nature. So just the noises of the birds and, you know, the things. Mm. And so when I when I go back to my home, I pick up the guitar, I start playing and it's not the same as before, you know. You are mm. a bit different after that experience. And it's not really visualizing something, but uh, feeling it, mm. no? Mm. And, and then trying to translate everything with, with sounds. Mm. Because uh, especially the guitar. The guitar is a beautiful instrument because I play with my right hand mm. on the strings, you know. Mm. So there is a, a very good feeling with the guitar and with the string. It's a special contact and it's something very physical, but also sweet with your skin. It's a special sensation. Mm, yeah. You know, I've played a little bit of acoustic guitar and I think in the times in my life where I was playing for, you know, an hour or two hours a day, I think you start to develop yeah. a, sens a sensitivity. Your, your senses start to heighten. Yeah, that's true. And you start to feel things that you maybe couldn't feel when you first picked up the instrument and didn't know what you were doing. Yeah, um, <laughs> uh, yeah. But I think I was reading your blog and I loved something that you said in one of your articles that went something like, we cannot think while we're living and we cannot live while we're thinking. And to me, yeah. that's really like you need to be present in the moment that you're in. Exactly. Yes. I think the phrase is self-explanatory <laughs> because really it's something really important for everyone. Also yourself when you do things you have to be strong enough to say, okay, now I will start a, a podcast, for example, for you, no? Yeah. Uh, sure. And not just, okay, maybe one day I would like to do that, but I'm not brave enough. No, we have to be brave enough because we cannot waste our time and waste our life. 
So if you have a passion, just do it. Yeah. Otherwise, why are you living? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yes. It's a very direct message to have told yourself at one point in your life to have said, no, I'm not in this enough. I need to be more in this. It takes a lot of courage yes. and self-reflection to, to get to that point. But just because no one will do that for you, no one will believe in you if you don't. So sometimes it's just uh, that we are not not sure about ourselves as well. We are not brave just because we are shy or something like that. Mm. Um, yeah. So uh, at some point I decided to change my way to, to live also. <laughs> so let's wake up and do what I want to do, but without overthinking also. Yeah, absolutely. Whereabouts in Italy are you based now? And now I'm near to Milan. Right, okay. So it's a really uh, small town with 4,000 people, <laughs> but also a lot of space. So, And also I have the river behind the house. Uh, so I can go for a walk every day and without seeing people, for example. Mm. And enjoying my, my time, my relaxed time, and that's fundamental. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I find that it's really important for everyone. I don't think a lot of people realize how important it is for them to have that peace and quiet. And no, I'm not, sure, I'm not sure about that. <laughs> I met people who prefer to, to stay in the chaos and in a big city and going to disco yeah. and dancing and... I'm not that kind of, kind of person, yeah. of course. <laughs> yeah. I think that's for a short time in someone's life, though. For a short time in your life, you can handle the chaos, you can do the clubbing, you can, you know, live the busy life. But eventually, it's going to be... I mean, people people go on holidays to get away from chaos. People go on vacations to get, to get peace yeah. in places. Other people go on holidays to do more partying in places, sure. But yeah, I find that really interesting in terms of your kind of lifestyle because while I was reading your blog, I was reading, I think it was the, the article about the five books that you that inspire you the most. Ah, yes. Yes, the five books. Yeah. And there was the paper canoe in there. Ah, yes. And that's about theater. Yeah. And you talk about being a performer, which obviously you are. You have to perform. So you need to be able to flick on a switch, I think, is one of the things that you wrote in there. So at the moment, yeah. you're living this life in the countryside. You know, you get to walk without seeing anyone. There's a beautiful river. Um, but you're close enough to civilization for there to be an airport nearby, which is great for you. Um, <laughs> but far enough away to have that solitude time. So then how do you switch? How do you flick that switch? What, what mechanisms have you created for yourself to be able to then go, right, there's an audience here now. It's, it's time to switch and play. Yes. Um, I just switch. <laughs> um, I mean, it's another place. I'm not performing in my house. So it's another place. I'm wearing the right clothes. And when you have an, an audience in front of you, everything is different. I feel the um, powerful and uh, everything is very warm when you are there. And it's nice because you can create a really nice atmosphere and you can give them a lot of emotions. I always say it's about magic a bit. And uh, when I'm there, 
I think, okay, I'm here. I just have to play for them. I need to, to do the best because they deserve it. They are there for me and for the music. So I have to do it as better as I can, of course. Uh, but then I don't care about mistakes, for example, because you won't enjoy anything and people won't enjoy. So that's the point. Uh, trying to be myself mm. <laughs> and uh, talking uh, through music. Mm. Then it's about duty also. Mm. So if I care about something, I have to forget everything and just do, that's it. It's another mindset, yeah. I think. My mission is just spread music yeah. and spread the beauty of the guitar. So when I'm in, in the concerts, I'm very happy. Yeah. Even if I am a bit nervous, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. I think it's really been interesting listening to you. And when I, when I say listening to you, I mean like listening to you talk right now and listening to your music <laughs> um, and listening to your voice that comes through in your writing. And I think you're a really great writer. I think you're also very funny. You have a great sense <laughs> of humor. And I hear a lot of things that I think are wonderful to hear. I think they're really beautiful to hear. Like, for example, before you mentioned the word duty, which is not really a word that you hear in terms of a choice that you make. You're, you've made the choice for this to be your duty rather than a duty that you know you, know, you get given by someone else. Um, <laughs> yes. So that's, that's really lovely to put it in that context. I think you also wrote down you want to start enjoying life instead of enduring it as well. So it feels like so far in your short life, you've lived the spectrum of that enduring part of life and the enjoying part. And you know where you sit in that spectrum of enjoyment and endurance. Uh, yeah. It's not really a question. It was more of a statement. But, <laughs> but, I, but I think it's, I guess, a, a testament to you and picking up an instrument like the classical guitar and being very finely tuned in with your senses. Do you feel like you are finely tuned into your senses? Do you find it easy to feel certain emotions and articulate them and know, I'm sad today or I'm happy today or mm, that, that tree sounds like it's happy or something like that? Do you find it easy to relate emotions? Uh, yes, uh, quite a lot, actually. <laughs> <laughs> And when I'm nervous, I play differently, of course. So uh, I start playing loud. If I, I have to talk with someone, I would play like, you have to listen to me. <laughs> yes, of course, er everything changes because uh, we are not machine and the instrument can feel it. And the sound that it makes is different as well. Especially the strings. If you push a lot, you will have another sound. But if you, for example, if you are sad and you are just touching it a bit, mm. <laughs> it's different. It's more warm also. And so it's, it's comfortable. It's like um, the, the warmth of the fire when you are there with, the, with your tea. Mm. And yes. Well, I guess I was, I was thinking, you know, how do you think that playing the guitar for this many years has fine-tuned your senses to life outside of guitar? Do you feel like it has given you a special power or privilege to be able to see things differently? I think so, but it's difficult to explain. Mm. <laughs> it's a, a really nice questions, question. Uh, oh, it's very difficult to answer these questions. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, 
It's almost impossible. No, it's good. I had a really long day and now you came out with <laughs> this question. <laughs> you know, it's funny because I was talking to someone last week who is kind of the opposite, who picked up an activity. It was aerial silks, like acrobatics, later on in life. Uh, and, and what we were saying was that when people pick something up from a young age and when they are so good at it, they struggle to be able to articulate um, some of the things mm. that they do naturally that make them feel or do something a certain way. That's not my case, I think, because <laughs> <laughs> I was really good when I was a teenager. Or a, so everything changed for me when I started again mm -hmm. to believe into, my, into myself. So uh, everything changed two years ago. Before everything, like when I was... 14, 15 years old. I, I was doing that. I was playing, like, really believing in that, but without context, without knowing anything of how the world works, you know? Uh, so it was like, uh, we, we were talking about what? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I'll lose it too. Don't worry. <laughs> okay, perfect. Um... Well, I'm sorry for your audience. <laughs> hey, listen, I think you speak very well and it doesn't even matter if you're answering the question that I ask or not. I think uh, <laughs> I'll ask a question, you just answer whatever you want. <laughs> no, I mean, not every time. <laughs> no, no. But I think you, you were making a good point. That um, I felt like you were making a good point. That I mean, everything is different from my point of view. So... Um, that's difficult to, to match the things. That's true. And uh, I feel like I asked you a really unfair I, question as well. I asked you to, to think to to think or feel or wonder whether you have more heightened emotions than maybe other people because the guitar has taught you to see things differently um, and feel things differently. But that's not really fair because you don't really know what other people feel. So maybe it wasn't a great yeah, person. It, in fact... I really don't know how to, to answer because for me, the guitar is the instrument, is the thing. For people, maybe for other people, could be a sport, for example, could be, I don't know, yeah. uh, football, can be tennis, whatever. Yeah, 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 sure. <laughs> the things are nice as well. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course. I really like tennis, for example. So, yeah, yeah. So. What are the things that you do outside of playing guitar apart from tennis that fill you up again or give you a break even because I think it was when I was reading one of one of your blog posts okay I've read your blog a lot okay <laughs> um, <laughs> thank you <laughs> I keep mentioning it it's just time um but I think uh, in one of the posts you were saying something about needing to have stepped away from the guitar or something like that for a little while yes take a break in general yes it's very important for example, if I go for a walk because I'm really tired, then maybe when I go back to my home, then I will be refreshed. <laughs> and finally, I will get that state that allows me to play better and to discover new things. Because when you are practicing, at some point, uh, your focus will go out, mm -hmm. you know? So, so you need to, to take a break to do something else. Otherwise, it's insane and... Uh, useless if you just do that and nothing else because it's only when you when you leave things that then you can bring that thing yeah. to the audience otherwise you will bring them just notes just sounds and yeah. nothing more mm. 
Yeah, I really love that. You have to experience other things in life in order to be able to translate them into what yes. you do and bring them. For sure. Mm. And I think exactly. that's the point. I think in the in the regular world of work, I think that's really underestimated. You know, people talk about in a like for a regular job, for example, that you might have a resume, and that resume will say if you're going for a job as a chef, for example, all the different places. Uh-huh that you've cooked all the restaurants that you've worked in and all the cuisines that you you can make but i think for a chef it's also important to maybe say all the places where you've traveled and some of the places yes. where you've lived because that says a lot about the your influences as an artist as a creator of course and again this is something that nobody says or not nobody but it's not enough, especially for young people. So it's about, oh, I have to study, I have to study. No, but you need also more. You need to live. You need to, to go out with your friends. You need to, to go for a pizza, for, for a walk, for whatever you <laughs> want to do. Yes, that's important as well. And it's not less important because the, the person is more important than just practicing and yeah, theoretical part. Yeah. We need to leave. Mm, yeah, I find that really interesting. I think I was listening to this classical music channel on the radio the other day, which I never listened to, and they were talking about, I can't remember which artist it was. Yeah, I think it was Mozart. His father took him around, traveling around Europe. They went to... Ah, Mozart, maybe. Yeah. That was another era. <laughs> yeah. So, but I mean... Yeah, I think it was the first no. time I'd heard of, you know, that part of his life. I think it was during the phase of when he was between 14 and 16 and what the host of the the show was saying was that you could hear the maturity and the change in the music that was being he was composing because obviously the influences from traveling around to all these places and meeting these new audience and seeing all these new things had a positive a, a shift in the way that he wrote and performed so it was that other outside of the music life experience that was happening that was influencing the music which is beautiful i love that idea of that <laughs> and so what do you write yeah, what are you playing is. when you come off the tennis court then if you win what do you play is it different to it if you lose uh, it's different it's really different <laughs> because in that i'm really competitive <laughs> uh, but only on that because i want to win <laughs> but only there <laughs> I get very angry if I don't win but that's fine because <laughs> because I, I play only with Stefano so if he wins I can accept it <laughs> yeah I was going to say look, what, what are some of the other things that you do to you know step away from the music and you know, enrich your life is it just tennis or do you have other things um, I like cooking <laughs> great <laughs> What do you cook? What's your signature dish? I really like uh, pasta in general, but manual things helps to me a lot because mm. if I'm cleaning up the house, for example, <laughs> I can just do that without thinking and just focusing on that, which is stupid. <laughs> it's stupid a bit, but uh, it's helpful because I don't want to overthinking. Yeah. And so if you do simple things... Yeah. You are not just on the sofa uh, sleeping and doing like ah, oh, my life is uh, <laughs> is going to, to the end. <laughs> but, <laughs> but you are caring about something. So that's another thing: caring about things. 
I love my family, so we do video calls. <laughs> Sometimes I like to see my my mother, my father, my my sister, and my little uh, nephew. So so it's nice to see them because I I don't go to Sicily like every month for now because we are working a lot. So I miss them. So it's nice sometimes to to stay in touch <laughs> with them. That's another thing. So we have family, nature, mountains, and uh, sports. Yeah, they're all very natural things and very accessible, I guess. Apart from family, you, you yes. also need to travel a little while to get to your family, of course. But, I mean, they're all very beautiful, natural, accessible things. And believe it or not, I kind of really like the way that you talked about clean, cleaning the house, even though... <clears throat> You know, I don't really love cleaning. <laughs> but, no, uh, me too, but but sometimes it's nice. You kind of talk a little bit, of, a lot about mindfulness, really, without talking about the practice of mindfulness. You don't talk about meditation. You don't talk about like yoga or anything. Yeah, but I, I tried that, but <laughs> it's too it's too difficult. <laughs> But I, mean, uh, I think you do uh, it though. I think you, you're saying that it's too difficult, but I think you do it daily. I mean, you talk about cleaning as if you can focus only on the cleaning and it doesn't allow you to think about, you don't think about anything else. Yeah, that's true. And I think that's, that is mindfulness when you are fully immersed in an activity and fully focused and present. And so <clears throat> I think that's your superpower. <laughs> Superpower, yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice to to hear that. <laughs> yeah, I think it is. I think it is. It's your superpower. It's your superpower is that you're able to sort of immerse yourself one hundred percent or ninety nine percent at least into whatever it is that you're doing, so that you can focus on it and get the most out of it and get it done and come back to yeah. your guitar with a refreshed mindset. But you know what? It's because I love it, so it's easy for me. <laughs> And I love it and it's very natural. That's why I don't need to, to practice like eight hours a day. Because if you discover something new and you find solutions, because practicing an instrument is always about solutions that you need to, to find, because otherwise you, you will play like shit. So <laughs> <laughs> you cannot avoid the problems in general. Yeah. So if in a one hour studying, I will find a solution, you have no idea that I will be very happy for that <laughs> for the rest of my day. Because really, <laughs> I'm super happy because that's my life. Yeah. And so if I meet someone, I will be like, hey, my friend, even if I don't know you, <laughs> it will be something like that. Because it's a joy, it's a pure joy for me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I'm a bit weird or strange in general, but that's why I'm a, a guitarist. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love the weirdness. I think uh, it's actually quite normal. You'd probably be surprised. I really love the idea that your goal is to, is to find solutions to things. And then, you know, once you've found a solution, that makes your day. It's not really based around all right i need to do eight hours today like you said before that's a different kind of yeah. mindset to what i guess we're used to being told we need to do we need to dedicate ten thousand hours in order to learn something really well for example so people focus on the time <laughs> of things rather than the incremental goals of of finding those solutions mm -hmm. to things but it's so beautiful to hear someone talk about 
something so passionately and that it makes your day. And I think you are generally a really expressive, happy, joyful person. And when I see you playing, I think the thing that's caught my eye is that there's an extreme amount of joy and connection with the instrument. Yes, that's what I want to express because <laughs> people won't be interested if you look like that you are not enjoying or, or you are in a, in a bad set. But it's again for my duty because I want to spread the guitar. And so I, I'm not saying in front of the camera, this is bad, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and even if I'm not such a... I'm not blonde, for example, but <laughs> even if I'm not blonde, I, I try to to hold the people, even if it's very difficult because it's not real. I mean, I'm not in front of you when you when you watch to my my video. Mm. So it's true, I'm not there, but I feel the energy that you put into the performance is enough to hold my attention. And I'm I'm curious. I did click on the, the link and I went to the YouTube. So, you know, it worked on me, which is great. <laughs> great, great. I'm really happy for that. Hey, I, I wanted to change up a little bit what we talk about. I wanted to ask you specifically about your influences, like who inspires you in general? If you could name a couple of people or things even, what inspires you the most? Mm, the, the most thing, I think, is the... I have a vulcan in Sicily. That I can see the vulcan from my house. A volcano. Yes, wow. the Etna in Sicily. So there is the, the fire, the lava. I don't know how to say yeah, that in it's English. Lava. Yeah. Uh, so when I was very young, every day I could watch to the vulcan. So that's an example of powerful mm. first, and then my last teacher, Antigoni Goni, who is a very powerful person. And she gives me the best example of being a musician, of being a guitarist, mm. I think. How? It's about values and uh, it's a lot yeah. of things. Yeah. And uh, But then there is a thing that since the guitar is not so much, the classical guitar is not uh, very, very known in general, I'm inspired from the, the music written for guitar itself mm. because... And it's a lot about character because the beauty of the guitar, for example, is that you can create a lot of personas. So mm -hmm. there is dialogues always, mm -hmm. for example. And the guitar can do it very well because of the of the different sounds. But it's nice and fun to do. Mm. And, and so with the dialogues, what kind of personas and characters are you trying to share with people? I want to know, are they contemporary characters? That inspire you which characters are having these dialogues these mysterious dialogues on your guitar <laughs> it depends on the piece it depends on the the message of the piece yeah. because there are pieces where you will be a person then there is another piece that is about another person it's like actor being an actor mm. yeah so if you're playing something some persona in general that's funny because I can be an old man dancing in a big room, millionaire person, yeah. <laughs> like, and feeling that even if I'm not, um, and then skip to another person. Yeah. And that's fun during a concert. So you take the hand 
uh, the audience. And so let's go with me to visit a man sad and millionaire and mm. <laughs> whatever, and all the stories, you know. So mm. that's nice. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful gift to be able to have, to be able to put yourself in different situations and imagine yourself as different characters or imagine the dialogue that these different characters have. That's why it's easy to do for me because I know that for the first piece, I will be in that place. I will be in a different context and et cetera, et cetera. Mm. Yeah, I think I've been doing a lot of sort of research on the whole quantum physics thing and visualization and, you know, imagining, you know, your future and things like that. And I think one of the hardest things that I think people might find when they're engaging in that kind of work is using their imagination. I think the imagination is like a muscle. And I think, (laughs) yeah, I mean, you can, you can lose it. This is a nice way to see that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think you can use it or you can lose it, right? And I think yeah. the beauty of the art form that you've chosen and the lifestyle that you've you've chosen to live is that it constantly requires you to, to use your imagination mm-hmm. and that that is a beautiful thing. I mean, uh, I like it. (laughs) Yes, because we can be just rational people or we can think more and we can go to a place that doesn't exist. And that's beautiful. People sometimes do that in an unsafe way, (laughs) I think. But there is the music and there is art in general to escape from the life. That's it. Like, is it necessarily to escape? Because I think I also read somewhere that when you read a book, you know, reading books gives you access to other people's lives. Mm-hmm. You know, a thousand, you can live yes. a thousand lives if you read a thousand books. And exactly. <laughs> so it's not necessarily about escaping all the time, but also broadening your life experience through the use mm-hmm. of your imagination, I guess. Yeah, yeah. It's not, exactly. it's not just, yeah, it seems wild to say this, but it's not just me traveling to Italy that's going to give me an experience, but also me imagining what it would be like to, to be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, I guess, something else too. For sure, for sure. I think the same. But yeah, it's, it's really lovely to speak to someone like you that has such a strong connection to what they do. And I think that's one of the things that I found when I was interviewing photographers, for example. I've interviewed a few photographers so far and I love talking to these guys because I'm starting to realize that it's these creative art forms that actually enrich your experience when you're in a place. So, for example, you were talking Mm -hmm. about the Mediterranean pieces that you're working on at the moment. Obviously, you've spent a lot of time down there and you know how to observe a place in a way that you're then able to translate into the guitar with the photographers for example i think it was it was andrew dean from drew travels he was talking about going on a photo shoot and finding a puddle that made the reflection of the mountain behind and (laughs) i think it's beautiful that um, these creative art forms give us the opportunity to be observant in ways that we otherwise wouldn't yeah (laughs) it is (laughs) yeah and yeah, that's that. but i think what you have said has allowed me to get that feeling it's like oh <laughs> yes that's what it is that is what that is what it is so um yeah thank you 
<laughs> thanks to you to uh, to inviting me. But yes, because I, I told you I'm not used to to speak, but <laughs> just to play. So yeah, it's so funny because one of the things that I wrote down here in my diary when I was sort of thinking about recording with you was that you actually have a, an incredible voice, and I hadn't I hadn't even heard it before. This was before I discovered the YouTube video on your website. I hadn't seen it. I sort of must have brushed past it, but I thought just reading your writing, I was like, wow, she's got such a powerful voice, without having her oh, hearing you. you speak. So yeah, um, it's my pleasure to have you on, and I guess we're coming to the end of uh, this recording and I, I really want to thank you too for coming here it's been such a great experience getting to know you and people can read your blog on your website which i'll share for sure com, and they can sort of get to know a little bit about you and your way of thinking through that but i mean overall what would you say is your one piece of advice for anyone wanting to you know take themselves to that next step in life and take a risk of some sort i guess yeah yes i took that risk and now i think it was the right decision and sometimes we know that we need one thing but we don't do that and that's oh <laughs> insane <laughs> we have to be brave enough to choose the right thing even if you are not sure about about what will will came in general no i really love that what you said that we know what we have to do, but we don't do it a lot of the time. Mm. It's a pity. It's just a pity. That's why I, I'm saying that because I would like that people just do that. Mm. It's not for me. It's from for them because I, I'm very, I'm a sensitive person. So when I when I meet someone who is not happy or who is suf suffering for something, I feel it, and mm. and I'm. I'm really sorry for for him. So, mm. you know. But that sensitivity is, is a strength as well as a, something that you need to be careful of. Yeah. Do, you, do you find that hard to manage? Sometimes. Sometimes I, I cannot control it and I have to suffer <laughs> with them. But this part of being an artist, I think, in, only in this way I can play. It's like... I can play with another point of view, with the point of view of that person who is suffering for that thing. That's another persona as well. Yeah, yeah. It's, you've given us so much insight today into the life of an artist um, and specifically... I'm sorry, I hope it was not too much. Or... <laughs> Absolutely. If anything, I could talk to you longer than this um, because it's so nice to hear someone speak so passionately about what they do, the risks that they've taken in life and saying that the risks that they did has paid off, you know, feeling glad that they took those risks. And yeah, it's been really, really great to, to meet you. So thank you so much for coming on. Thanks to you to having me. Yeah, great. And I usually finish this with a, a little round of applause so on three yes okay one two three woo thank you thanks roberta <laughs> ciao 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 i hope you enjoyed this episode of the louis diaz podcast to find out more about any of our guests and catch additional photos and content from this episode find us on instagram at louis diaz podcast <laughs>